Hi, Cedric. How are you doing? Hi, thank you. How are you, Natasha? Yeah, good, thank you. Sorry I was late. Um, so we'll start straight away. You've got a tricky question to begin with from our last guest. And the tricky question is, have you seen any successful Web3 companies or endeavours that could cause problems further down the line? Absolutely, that's a fantastic question. Well, first of all, I want to say thank you for having. Oh wait, bear with me. It's uh. It's... Yeah, thank you for coming on. So I could go ahead and answer the question now, right? Yeah, it's okay. Yes, please. It's just uh, it it was a uh, the connection was a bit bad. No worries at all. No worries at all. Um, so yeah, I I mean honestly, I, you know, thinking about the question, I, I hate to be optimistic person about Web three, um, but true truly, I don't think I've seen um, personally any Web three solutions that I would say I um, you know could have a you know negative impact i will say however that i have heard some ideas that i that i have you know like some reservations about right so um, i think the things that have made it you know so far to be implemented well i guess some of some of the things would be well some of some of the solutions that i guess could be problematic could be i don't know if you've seen uh, I well, you can trade NFTs without creating, you know, that just goes against all the promises of Web3 and all the promises, um, you know, that these artists that came into the space believed, mm -hmm. you know, so I guess that would be one example of something um, of a Web3 solution that I, um, I, negative implications but i think at large like any um at large i don't think there's any you know big thing that has negative not been mitigated for i think that would be the caveat right mm -hmm. um so yeah ideas that i've looked at and have been you know really um, for its implications or potential implications on, you know, society at large. Mm -hmm. Okay, cool. Okay, so what is it? What is it you do? What's your interest in Web three? Absolutely. So for me, I'm the co-founder of Afropunk NFT with my very great friend. I know she's the artist. She's gonna make it here today. But um, yeah, essentially, what we do. And what we're about is sharing African culture with the world. So, you know, Aina and I are both Nigerians, born and raised. We've lived our whole lives. And essentially now we're college students in Canada. So oftentimes we're the, we're the youngest in the room. Um, uh -huh. <laughs> but, uh, you know, us coming here and our experiences, Afropunk was essentially born from those experiences, right? Having t telling people that, you know, we're from Nigeria and, and seeing some sort of pity when without being received or some sort of, 
you know, they when they think Africa, they think poverty or lack. And it was very, it was a stark difference from my reality. Reason why is, you know, sadly, there is that aspect of poverty in Nigeria, as there is in other, you know, countries around the world, but there's just so much more to us than just that. And so to sum us up to just that one aspect was just kind of, um, it was insulting. And, and, you know, I felt like there were so many great things and I, and I don't think it's only, um, I'm, I'm, I'm think I'm, I'm alone in this feeling, right? I, I felt like there were so many different aspects of our culture, of our, you know, of our experience that should be highlighted. Right. For example, Nigerians are one of the top performing immigrants in the state, right? Out of the top 10 fastest growing economies in the world, six of them are African countries, right? We, we are home to, you know, some of the, like many unicorns and we're, you know, um, attracting a lot of to Africa because of our tech, um, tech um, sector and how we are, we are growing technologically. So, I personally, you know, don't understand why these other parts aren't highlighted, right? There have been so many key figures in history in general, you know, mm -hmm. that tie back to the continent. And so I, to share that culture with the world and highlight these icons, right? But as we scale, we plan on doing it just through you know, life in general and through different sectors. So you could go to entertainment, you could go to, um, you know, tech potentially. And one thing we're really thinking about is co-investment back mm -hmm. in, you know, Africa with our holders, right? That excites us, that's exciting. And so it's way bigger than, you know, just this PFP collection. But right now, the goal is to sell out the collection. You know, we just go into Randy Zuckerberg's and Deb Soon's um, NFT accelerator, the hug, which is fantastic. We love all the um, all the members of the team. They're, they're just amazing. Um, Amy, Michael, you know, they're they're phenomenal. So just being a part of, of that ecosystem and being recognized by them has just been fantastic. We had demo day, which went really well. So mm -hmm. I've been I'm, I've been rambling, but that's just a little bit about uh, Afropunk nice. and what I do here. Nice, nice. And then, uh, what first attracted you to NFTs or, or Web three in general? Absolutely, I love telling the story. It's very interesting. So I, I'm a I'm a commerce student. I'm a business student. Right? I'm in I'm in business school, and what's it called? Um, so I'm the type of person I. I love people that made a difference and people that like changed the world, so to speak, right? So I, I could tell you everything there is to know about Steve Jobs, right? Like I've, I've read books, you know, a book by Bob Iger, right? Like I, Disney, Mark Zuckerberg, like Facebook, you know, you name it, Nike. Like I, I, I just, I was really enthused by these people's stories. So I was always reading about them, watching videos about them. And so obviously, because of Google ads um, and the algorithm, they would mm. keep showing me things related to that, right? <laughs> so, so this one fateful day, they showed me um, this thing about NFTs. And it was, it's, I, and when I tell the story, I always get confused. because I don't remember if it was Beeple's piece that sold for 
69 million at the time, or if it was um, CryptoPunks that sold. But one of them made a big sale and it was covered by, I believe, Business Insider. And I opened the, re begrudgingly, right, reluctantly. I didn't want to read it because I was like, ah, oh, crypto NFTs. I didn't want to, you know, really look into it. I don't know. I was, I was a first year at the time. And I just decided to um, open it. Thank God I did. I read the article and it was just this light switch that just went up in my head. And it was like, what if you could share African culture on the blockchain? What if you could use this as a means to tell your story the way you want your story to be told? Hmm. And I thought that was really cool. So I called my artist friend. I know, like, you know, because we live, we go to the same college, and and I and I called my friend, and I'm like, dude, we need to do this, mm. and. <laughs> And the first thing she asked me was, why the hell would anyone pay anything for a JPEG? Yeah. <laughs> as, you do, as you do when you first hear about NFTs. Um, and obviously I didn't know the right answer to that question because I too was a novice. But I'm like, dude, we're young. <laughs> let's do this. And let's you know, try and dabble in this space. And um, we did, and so far, you know, it's been it's been a fantastic journey. There's a lot more. I'm skipping a lot more phases, but um, yeah, yeah, that that was how it happened. And this was since April of March of 2021. So it's been a while. It's been yeah, while. I was gonna, yeah, not well, a, a while relatively, you know, encrypted. Relatively. Web three terms. But, web three terms, yeah. <laughs> but, but then, so what was your first step? You're like, okay, I want to do this. You put your friend on board. How did you then learn to what step to take next? Wait, so could you say that again? Yeah, so you've you've decided that you want to get into this NFT world at that moment. Mm -hmm. What how did you take the next step? How did you learn mm -hmm. about how to take the next step? That is a fantastic, fantastic question. I believe, if I remember correctly, Gary V had a huge role to play. He, his marketing is just phenomenal. I'm a Gary Vee fan as well. <laughs> his marketing is just absolutely... I was watching a lot of Gary Vee videos explaining the similarities between Web3 and NFTs and the internet today and comparing it with, you know, the dot-com era and, um, you know, that whole time in 2000, 2002. And... It was obvious, like I could see the similarities, right? Like it made sense. Mm -hmm. I was, I thought, okay, this makes sense to me, right? And so I, when I wanted to, you know, mint an NFT, or yeah, when I wanted to mint an NFT, get involved in the space, I went on YouTube and I just googled or searched up how to mint an NFT. What do I need? So obviously, said okay, create a MetaMask wallet, then blah 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 blah. So mm -hmm. I created the MetaMask wallet, um, and at the time, OpenSea, because OpenSea still, I, I believe, it, was, it still was the major um, NFT marketplace at the time, and OpenSea had a one-time fee of about, I don't know, like a hundred bucks Canadian at the time. Mm -hmm. So me and my co-founder, my friend, we split it down the middle and um, paid for it, and you know that was how. Um, we go into the space, we minted our first four pieces. Now, 
we minted the first piece, but over time, I think in April, we minted like over the course of the summer, we minted four pieces, right? And it was very interesting because of how small the NFT space was at the time. We sold three out of four of them with almost no marketing whatsoever. The NFT space was it was really small. Right now, it's almost impossible. Like you can drop <laughs> mm-hmm. as much as you want and not selling. That's because that's just how it's like. A, I mean, it's still really small now too. But the amount of people producing art, like I say, it's a lot. Mm-hmm. At the time on OpenSea, we spoke to our first ever collector, and we asked him, "Okay, how did you? How were you able to find out?" Um, you know, find out about us because we had like what 60, like 100 followers at the time. Like, how did yeah. you know about us? I know what he said. He said the most interesting thing. He said he went on OpenSea and he searched up African NFT, and we were like one of the first things that popped up. Oh, wow. so now, now, if you go on OpenSea and type in African NFT, you're going to see zillions of things. Yeah. Right. So it's just very cool how at that point in time we were there and there was still, you know, people that were looking to support, um, to, to be part of communities that showcased African culture, even at the start, mm-hmm. right? So, so it, was, it was just really cool to see everything come together. But yes, that was how we found out the little, the little um, steps and the next steps to take to, yeah. to enter in, uh, into the NFT space. Well done. Um, okay, what um, challenges have you faced along the way? What challenges have we faced along the way? That's a great question. Um, I, I think, well, obviously being college students, money is also like, it was one factor. Um, a big challenge that we, I, mm, partnerships, um, getting people, I think that's, that was the biggest one, getting people to hear our story, mm. you know, like getting seen. A lot of the conversation around NFT, sadly, is let's make money. This is generational wealth. This mm. will change your life, right? Buy this, flip it for X, you know what I mean? That is the conversation. I think that's a dangerous conversation, right? I think mm-hmm. the conversation should be about creating value impacting lives improving you know society that's the only way that i think that you can successfully buy an nft project and flip it mm-hmm. because once you create the value it is there you know what i mean you're going yeah. to be they're going to be able to sell it at a higher price regardless because yeah. the value has been created but, but if the conversation is all about all around the flipping then eventually you're going to end up flipping something that would be useless, mm-hmm. you know, and then you have someone who's holding the hot potato at the end, you know? Yeah. So I, what's the, so, with, with mm-hmm. Afropunk, what's, what do you think is the, the core value? Honestly, I think the core value is embracing your, not being ashamed of your own culture, embracing one's, culture diversity right and you know as africans i like to think and and i will speak for myself but we we i you know i think a lot of nigerians at large really were we were taught like to be ashamed of our own culture Mm -hmm. you know 
And, you know, there was this sort of um, shame, like even like there was a time in Nigeria where you couldn't speak your own language in schools. Mm. Can you imagine, right? Like you're from somewhere and you can't even speak your own language in school, right? So there are people that can't speak English. And obviously I'm adverse, like obviously people should learn how to speak English, but they should also learn how to speak their language too, yeah. right? So, you know, I think I had to unlearn a lot of the things um, I was implicitly taught mm-hmm. to be able to really be proud of wh- who I am and where I come from yeah. and share that sort of pride, you know, with the world and with other Africans and with other people from around the world to get them to see that this, this is the full picture Mm-hmm. This is one I'm not denying that this is an aspect of the picture, but look at everything and then make a judgment, right? Like that's that is that is the core of our of our of our project. That's the core of this business, and you know also diversity, right? Because I think in the summer of 2021, that was really when I discovered the importance of diversity. Um, and it was it was a great discovery. I'd love to get into it if you um. If you, if you know, if, if we get there eventually, but that was it was it was really beautiful when I discovered that, and and I think I carried that lesson with me um, to Africa. Yeah, tell me, tell me about what happened summer twenty twenty one. Absolutely. So what happened was very interesting. I was that summer. The the reason why I wasn't able to go into Afropunk full time because if you look at the timeline, right, I found out about NFTs in March of 2021, but the collection dropped in February of 2022, right. So that's a long time. We started working on the collection in September. The reason why we weren't able to do Afropunk full time, my co-founder I know went back to Nigeria, right. You know, summer happened to reconnect with her family. I stayed in Canada and I was selling pest control door to door, right. So I was doing door-to-door sales, which if you know anything about door-to-door sales, it's the hardest thing you could do. Yeah, no, I, I would never even <laughs> want to try it. Like. <laughs> it, it. It was brutal, it was gruesome, but it taught me a lot. Essentially, um, in the office, um, in, the, in my first month, I made nine sales. Now, for context, in my best day, I made seven. Now, <laughs> during my first month, I remember... Right. There were people, whilst I was struggling to make sales, there were people pumping out four days all the time, like four, four, three. So that's a lot. Right? So already in two days, they've made the amount of sales I'm making in a month. Right. right. So and the thing is, as I was looking like to see who was making the sales, it was all white males mm-hmm. and occasionally white women. There, there weren't many, if any. Um, you know, people that look like me making a lot of sales. And okay. so, remember, I'm Nigerian, right? And coming from Nigeria, I've never had to deal with racism yeah. because everybody there is Black, right? So I've always thought, you know, I've always been the person that would sort of um, look for another reason as opposed to the color of my skin that something isn't working, right? Mm-hmm. But as I kept going out and I kept sharing their pictures and hearing my pitch, I'm like, this it sounds similar, <laughs> right? Like, well, hi, am I not making sales? And so slowly that thought began to creep in. What if I can't make sales because I am black? 
and it was a crippling feeling and there's nothing i can do about the color of my skin right like i can't change it so what 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 was going on so it started to you know creep into my mind and then this one day when we're having our meeting right so we have a meeting before we go out to sell this one guy walks into the room and he's black and he's like a superhero right like he guys just walked into the room and they call him to talk to us and apparently in his first year and he's looking even rougher than i did like i i had my hair like i had waves i had everything he's like his hair was high and like you know he <laughs> he was looking a lot more you know rugged than i did and he came and apparently in his first year he made 200 sales which is a lot mm-hmm. and i looked at him and every single thought I had about me not being able to do it because I'm black left my head in that instant. It was like I had just seen someone in the flesh mm-hmm. that had made a huge amount of sales in his first year. And I walked up to him after the meeting. I said, you know, how was it like being a black man on the doors? And I had a conversation with him. And the CEO of the company actually heard me ask that question. And, you know, he stopped. and you know, he listened to our conversation, you know, and it was, it was at that point in time that I was like, wow, had this guy not walked through that door, had I not seen him succeed, I would mm-hmm. still be doubting myself, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, so it just he, goes to show the importance of having role models again. Yeah, absolutely. You know, like- you know, yeah. and so now applying that on at large, if you don't see an executive at a company that looks like you, the workers would oh, I could never get promoted, mm-hmm. right? You know, so that just emphasized the importance. And the way the story ends is at the end of the summer, I made a hundred sales, and I was one of a handful of people to hit a hundred sales that summer, right? And I also won the award for <laughs> thank you. Well done. Also, I also won the award for most improved rookie because that first month having nine sales and still ending the summer at a hundred, that's a huge feat, mm-hmm. right? So it was just beautiful to see everything come together. And so now tying that to the NFT space, when we entered the space too, as we're, you know, working on Afropunk, we were trying to look for, okay, let's see if there, were, if there are any projects that have showcased African culture that have, you know, sold out that have you know done fantastically well um at the time so this was september of 2021 the only thing remotely close to that that i can remember i came across my um um view and this was a large-scale pfp project because that's what we're looking for that's what we're trying to do was afrodroid and that one didn't necessarily showcase Mm. african culture per se it was more of Afrofuturism, but it was founded by a Nigerian man. And so that was, and he sold out his 12,000 collection in 12 minutes. So he did like the <laughs> impossible. <laughs> so that was like, okay, that was all the, you know, the inspiration I need. And that kept me going, right? Now, thankfully, you know, we've had a beautiful collection. The Royals um, sell out their show, they showcase. Um, Ghanaian culture they're having the royal gala in December they're a fantastic um, collection um, great friends of ours um, so yes they they have now sold out their collection you know obviously we've had a rough mint because um, 
of the bear market. So everybody mm. has had a, you know, sort of slow minting process. Yeah. But yeah, so it's just been a fantastic experience. And um, that's just essentially how we found out about, like how the, the, how we discovered the importance of diversity and how that connects to Afropunk today and, you know, our perception and how we, you know, carry on things. Really nice, nice story. Well, partly sad as well, but you know what I mean, like something, yeah. something good can come of it. Right, listen, we normally keep these to about half an hour. I know, I think you have more things to say. So can we do another one of these another time with the rest of the questions? No worries. Yeah? Absolutely, yeah. Just keep it like digestible on the podcast and stuff. Um, but you've got so much to say and I'm really curious to learn from you. Um, so just to just to finish off, I don't know if you want to, to give us any small insights Something that you wanted to squeeze in at the end? Wait, could you say that again? Is there anything else you want to add this time? We can go more in depth in another yeah. one. Yeah. Um, I guess the what I could say, uh, any insights I could say or anything to say at the end would be we are currently minting on our website at afropunknft.com. Um, uh-huh. The beautiful thing about our project is, you know, after we sell out each Afropunk, we'll have exactly one claim to beautiful African artifacts, you know, that you will be able to claim for completely free. And these mm-hmm. artifacts could range from tiny sculptures to tiny paintings. And there are physical pieces made by Nigerian and African artisans that will help you and enable you to immortalize your experience with our community, right? And you will get these pieces from us for free. And it happens after we sell out the project and it's really beautiful. Everyone is really excited about it because even if you sell your NFT, you have this physical piece to always remind you that you're back, you were part of this community. And when people come to your home, you keep as decor, they will ask you, oh, how did, where did you get this from? And you get to say, you know, from my beautiful NFT project. So that's, that's something that really excites us. And yeah, that's a little bit about us. So afropunknft.com, feel free to go on there. We're minting now. Perfect. Now, I like the idea as well, because like you say, it just, it, it spreads the education. Like you have a, a little figure or something in your house and it's, you know, keeping the conversations going, right? They're going, yeah, absolutely, yeah educational way all right then i really want to speak to you more but like i say due to time constraints i want you to leave me with a question for the next guest Ooh, question for the next guest okay what do you think would be the future of web three okay so how how do you think is going to be implemented in our everyday lives, essentially. Okay. You know, yeah, that's, that's the question. Because right now, I think it's very speculative, right? Like everybody has their own, you know, predictions, or will it be NFTs? Will it be the metaverse? Yeah. You know, so, yeah. Be interesting to see. I think, like you say, everyone has their own interpretation of it, but they're yeah. 
Um, well, in theory, we have another one tomorrow. I don't, I mean, it's going to take me a while to process some of the the chats, yeah. but um, in the next few days, we'll, we will know what the answer is to your question, the next guest. Right, Cedric, thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. Really appreciate it. And um, we will be in touch. I'll be looking out for updates and hopefully we can we can figure out another another chat soon to go into more depth. Absolutely, that would be ideal. Thank you so Thank much, you. Natasha. Thank you so much. Pleasure. Lovely to meet you. Lovely to meet you too. All right. Bye bye. Bye.